All right, so welcome to the Maiden Trafford podcast episode 79. No, you got it wrong there, but 79, 79. We're in the building, episode 79. Um, yeah, so, all right, boys, you know what time it is. Just introduce yourself. Obviously, we've got a special guest in the building. Uh, big up yourself, Harley. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. But, uh, you with me? Um, yeah, boys, introduce yourself. Cool. Uh, Carl Sanusi, big 2L in the building. Back for another week. Let's get let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. Emmanuel's in his own building, but you know, we're all right, we're all good. What's going on, people? Love that. Mm. And Harley, tell the yeah, people. Hello. I'm Harley Abriana. Um, I'm involved in abstract records. We're gonna have a, a good little chat today, I think, about music and yeah. stuff in general. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna properly get into it. So all right, Harley. Awesome. So I guess we always like to start with our guests and you know what they've been up to and what they've been doing um you've been where you work and you are part of hey um sorry you're part of abstract radio which you know we've been following your movements for a while and so mm-hmm. we've been wanting to you know make this collab happen for a minute so i'm kind of glad that you know we finally been able to do it um yeah. just for the people who don't know given a little insight into what abstract radio is oh so um we started as Abstract Radio like about five years, and it's like initial was probably about five years ago. Mm. It was like it was like at the time when um, I guess like uh, DJ collectives and, and that kind of like you know like selection that kind of thing was starting to come up, and that's kind of what we were into. It's like putting on nights, doing putting out mixes, and the, 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 like the culture of. of of like the party culture, I guess would be a good way of calling it. But it's more, it's more, it's not so like clubby. Uh, like the house stuff is more like, um, like the R and B side of stuff. That's like fusion, all that kind of stuff. Like more. So that that was the um, initial sort of start of abstract radio. Um, and then as the years have progressed, that kind of the nice kind of. Fizzled out some of the just it reached it sort of reached where it needed to be, um, and, and, and everything had happened like that. And and, the, and at this time, um, a few other things had happened that kind of the people. So I, I run it with uh, myself, um, and Hayden was the, um, like literally my best mate from school. Hayden was the other guy that we used to run it from. I know he took the flight fifteen years. And I mean, basically, life happens, um, and we have to take like a little hiatus from doing all of it. Um, in about when was that 2018, um, mm-hmm. and then, but we still kind of kept involved with, uh, well, at least kept tabs of what was going on, just in case you know, we had to get back into it. We know, we're not, oh, yeah. like, fish out of water kind of thing. Um, and then, then I'm just trying, trying to think what happened next. Yeah, so then a couple of years later, sort of life happened again. And we were in a position where we could start get back into it. Um, and we, we, we originally started doing it as, as again, as like abstract radio, um, of, of like putting up mixes, doing like uh, mixed remixes of songs. Um, and it got to a point where we were, we were like, this is kind of not what it used to be. The, the crowds are the same. Um, mm. the, the like, the ones that are already doing it are so well established now as well. It's kind of like any anything you do, people think you're copying. It's not like it's not almost not original. 
So yeah. we, we were like, right, let's, I know we still be involved with this, but definitely. And then, so we came up with the idea of um, Abstract Records, uh, which is what it's like, its current state is. Um, and that's more of like, we, our original vision was kind of be like, oh, well, we want to be like a record label, then we'll, we'll collate all of this stuff and just put it out. Uh, mm. So that way, you know, we're, we're not necessarily doing all of the, the mixing and all of, all of the sets and all of that. It's, it's we're dealing with the artists, actually. The stuff that we're, we're dealing with anyway, we're actually going direct to them and helping them get to where they need to be. Um, so that was our initial sort of idea. Of it. That, that maybe started like 2019, 2020. Um, and we were like, this... This isn't working how we thought it would work. Um, mm. People, nowadays, people are kind of a bit wary of, of record labels. And um, well, I mean, I, I almost hate saying record labels as well because it kind of sounds like you're, you're being a bit pretentious, I guess, for being like, oh, I've got a record label. Like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I agree because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you the record labels like UMG or Sony the, the big one their record labels you're kind of like mm. I guess like an imprint or something like that but people people get weary about it and they're like okay well let's just take a step back we uh, we imagined it again and what we wanted to do what, what we found the best approach to take was that we ended up in a sort of consulting position where we're almost like we fill the role of, of a label in the sense that, like, if an artist needs um, money to fund a project uh, or if they need um, contacts that, you know, that we've got, that we've, like, developed over the years, like, we're more than happy to like, do that for in this way that a traditional record label would work. Um, but we don't, we don't tend to own, like, the master, so we wouldn't pay for, like, uh, we wouldn't have fund of the actual recording of the project or the making of it. Um, Got you. Right. It's more sort of like, oh, you want to Is it more A&R then? Yeah, I guess A&R's, it's kind of like that, because a lot of people sort of need an A&R as well, but they don't realise mm. they an A&R, so they're like a little further down the road. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, it's, it's, I, would, I would say it's more management um, than yeah. services. Um, uh, and that's where we found that we, we've been like, we come in, and most people that we work with tend to be not with us for very long, but that's that was the main goal of it. Was like, well, we want to get you, get you, help you get to here, and then when you get to here, you can do what you're free to do what you want. If you want to keep us, great. You know, we'll stay on as a manager, or whatever. Like that, that's great. But for us, it's not about like making millions off of one hit record. It's kind of like you know, it's quite a big way of, of looking at it. Is like we are trying to develop the artist to take it a little bit further mm. to, to get them to a point and. and some people really like that. Some people get really weird about it, um, especially um, uh, in like independent artists. We've, we've had a couple. We, we were like, look, our main goal would be to, to sort of sign to someone else that isn't us, but mm. can get is bigger so that you can get more of an audience. But, but we want to facilitate that to get you there. Mm. So I guess it's kind of like a, an introductory label is, is, is a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's yeah. interesting like, because a lot of people need a lot of new artists that come out independent artists they come into the game and you know they you can see there's talent there but they mm. don't have someone guiding them and that seems like what you guys want to do even to yeah. the point that it's really interesting that you were even a bit like you know there's when you get to that certain position where you feel like you might not need us anymore you guys are actually happy to take a step back and be like all right within your career we've done 
what we can, you know, mm. if that makes sense. We've um, assisted you up to this point and we'll go more or less good to go after that. Yeah, and, and it's kind of, that, that, that was the approach that we wanted because it, it's, it's like, who, who am I? It's okay if, if we were managing the artist, who would we be if, if, if we got annoyed that Sony or, or like one of the big four, big three wanted to come mm. and sign them. Um, like, that, that's not good for us. That's what, what you want, like, Mm. Go for it. I can't compete with that. I can't. I can't press twelve million records. <laughs> get it like <laughs> set out. Like, you yeah. do that. That's fine. If that's what you want, like, then that, that's what you should be doing. And we're really selective with who we work with at the moment. Um, importantly, it's like we we want to be fans of who of who we work. Yeah, with. it's a big thing. Um, as in, and that's sort of been the main mission from like day one. It's been like, would I listen to this person? On my own, not are they going to make me money? Or can I do anything with them? It's like, would I be a fan of this person if I've never found them? Mm. It's, it's almost like you're like, so it's almost like you're like uh, removing the negative connotations that are attributed to a, a, a record mm. label because people people forget that at the end of the day, it is a business model. You know, mm. they will sign millions of artists in a year, and half of them might not even put a record out. Whereby, okay, your situation is smaller, but it's more intimate. You can actually have the conversation you actually listen to the artist's music and you can actually guide them so I think what you've done is you should you should be uh, proud of yourself because obviously I found you I found abstract radio at the beginning of its foundation I remember mm. being in uni and just looking for like over your radio looking for selection and I think I just randomly came across one of your mixes yeah. and I think you know from developing where you are from then to now I think it's a really positive positive thing you know yeah, yeah cool. no, i appreciate that i think it's just like a, a different like you can't i mean I, I don't know you probably can i would have wanted to have been putting on like doing dj mixes every week for the rest of my life doing it and <laughs> it's also just like you know, the sides of doing it of, um i've just this is a little bit more like my main thing now outside of when i'm not doing um the record label stuff is i, I was just saying uh, before we went on not on that is that i do like sound engineering so I work with like, yeah. a lot of good music and, and good like, up-and-coming musicians anyway from all genres. And I think for me, that's what it is. It's like, I'm a fan of, of just music in general. So yeah. I don't want to just be doing one part of it. I like to be doing sort of, or I like to be involved with everything else. And I know Hayden, who we run it with, he's the same. He, he works, um, or he's from, his background is like, he, he started off in um like tour management and that kind of stuff and then he's gone on to do like stuff in label in like big labels um, and then we run it with another guy who he came on this year Seb he does all like the creative stuff so any videos that you see that we put out um he, he like does all of the videos and stuff for that he's like probably one of the best additions that we've had to the team um of, like he's got he's with the vision but he, he's got like the creativity that sets good skill sets that I can't cover and Saint Hayden can't cover yeah so and, but again that the whole point is that we like to work with people that they're excited to work with and they want to add something to the to the team or, or to the division that someone's like trying to achieve like that's our main thing really. yeah i get that now I think, and i really appreciate what you said i think it's important i think a lot of people start projects and they don't do it with people that they actually like is that I mean, not that they don't like them but it's you're actually fans of the people that you're working with i think that's so important because your investment is going to be so much bigger as well and actually mm. being truly selective with work and I think um that really probably you know helps with 
how you approach artists and stuff like that. And I'm sure from for, from there, and it's, e- it's easier to work with someone that you know uh, actually enjoys what you're putting out. Yeah, generally I find it is. Um, occasionally we'll get sort of artists oh, a bit. Um, oh, well, that was a nice way to put it. They think they know what they want, and that's fine if you know what you want, but they can be mm. quite like, um, hard-headed about it so there's no room for movement um, I remember I've had a few not every meeting you know, everyone needs to, every artist that you meet isn't going to be like the one that you work with um, and there's sometimes it just doesn't work like personality wise it doesn't work or their goals don't line up with what you want um, I mean I, I remember probably the most recent one this was before the whatever lockdown we're in now fourth or fifth lockdown when we were allowed to <laughs> and stuff um, we went and met with an artist that I, I like to this day she's a lovely girl I love her I love her music um she she wanted to do it all herself basically and she was like mm. I want I want to take it as far as, as I can take it on myself and that's like a perfectly valid thing to do but she, it was getting to a point where she was like if you had a little bit of a team behind you you mm. can take it further um and she she was so adamant that she was going to do it independently um, to, the, to the point of where I think it's like you're almost tricking yourself. And she was like, because we're like, well, you know, we have contacts at a and of like quite a lot of majors. But if, if that's what you're looking to, we can get you meetings with them. You can get send, send it over. Um, and she was like, well, I don't want to sign to a major. I, I just want to be independent forever. Um, oh, God. To, to the point where it's like, well, yeah, but if, if someone came to you, if Sony came to you and was like, here's a million dollar, million dollar advance and <laughs> what are you gonna say no? I would say yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creating yeah, nah, yeah, when you need to make money to be a working exactly. musician and you're on the come up. I think you need to be a little bit realistic and not be so, or at least be flexible in, in what your approach is. And that's it all like and that's okay. What about like a big independent? And you know, and she was like, No, I want to do it all on my own. I want to be like um she's the rapper was the one of the uh, artists that she she would always bring up. And I was like, well. To be fair, his most successful album was on Apple Music exclusively when it first dropped, and he got. Oh, now she wanted to be like Chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the guys, man. Five hundred thousand he got for doing no. five hundred thousand. He got just for putting it exclusively on Apple. I mean, nah. how independence independent is, is, is for is real? And she she's really blindsided because the, you know we mm. are mm. interested in this sort of stuff, so we know that the music industry is a game. And there's a lot mm. of tricks that they try to present to you that it's not the case. Like, uh, you know, I think certain things may have been like done independently, but these people have a team behind them that really pushed them to the moon. So as much yeah. as Gang Clans and Prayers, you know, I think he was independent at that point. There's certain things that Stormzy would have had access to that you being independent, it's just not going to work. Like, it's not going to do you any favours. For sure, and that's the key word. It's like, have, what do you have access to? And that's what we like to always say when we meet people. It's like, we can get you access to like producers or A&Rs, or we can get you your music to people that if, if you want that. That is like, mm. you know, if you if you want to, or if there's like a really small in like a dirty hit or something like that, if you want to speak to someone there, yeah, we can, yeah, we can do that for you if, if that's what you want to, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, um, but you probably, you know, I mean. You're good, like they're good enough to have that to have at least, yeah, maybe be on the radar, but they might not. There's, I think, um, who was it I was listening to, like Kenny Beats, he said, Major Sign like 600 um artists a year, like all the, uh, on average, that's between all of, uh, over all of them. So, like, 
it, there's a lot of noise out there that's, that's getting heard. And yeah, you might be good, but are you being heard by the right people? Maybe not. That's a fact. You know about the team you manager. Think- do you think it's more a game of, uh, they always say this, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And it seems like the music industry is very much that sort of environment as well. I think so. And I think there's quite a lot of like artists that, excuse me, that would, um, especially recently, I've, I've noticed it more, I think, of like artists of company. Me and Hayden talk about this quite a lot. And again, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because they are good. But it's definitely like your as I think Arlo Parks is a really good example of that. Um, she she she's been really releasing music for I guess like a couple of years, but she's she's got like a number one album when it when it dropped like last month or whatever. It was in the top. I can't remember what it was. It, it was trying quite high, but I've never heard of it before. She's got all this big label support. Apple Music is supporting her. Um, mm. Spotify is supporting her. But Sony not Sony. Uh, what label she signs? I can't remember she signs, but her label are like she's got like massive support. Mm. And not to say like she's she's bad. I really like her, like the music. It's just you've come out. Where did it come from? Yeah, that is what we call it. Industry, that's what we call it. Industry club. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, mean, like, I don't think we're there's not working that it. around here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree, but like it, that's what, I think it's a good point, though, isn't it? It's like, would is she good enough to? Is she better than say the artist I was talking about? Gigs booked or 
getting on meetings with people, getting in studios, mm. helping them meet producers that they want to meet, that kind of stuff. Like that is for me, that's fun. I enjoy doing it. That's what, what we mm. enjoy doing. Yeah. So I've got, I guess I've got a double question for you then. So, um, what's the most exciting moment you've had with the label? Like, is there, has it been a time where you managed to really help an artist achieve a goal that they were looking to achieve? And for you, who's the most exciting person the label's working with at the moment that you're like, yeah, I'm really a fan of this person. I guess you have yes. to say all of them, but... Yeah, so, uh, let me... We actually play a about this thing. Um, I think for, <laughs> for, the, for the most, for, for, for me, from Abba, for the... And the selfish one for me was um, I've, I've been working with this band recently. Um, and so I'm not based, so the other two people that we went with are based in London. Ordinarily, that's all right, it's not an issue because you can usually go down and do what you need to do. Uh, and I'm based in Leicester. Um, so I, um, I'm working with a band locator, sort of found. And um, yeah, for me, they've just had. Um, their record that I, I worked on quite a bit, like I was quite involved in. Um, they've just had that like test final, um, and that's like that's quite quite exciting for me. I'm, I mean, like if anyone if you follow me on Instagram or anything like that, like I love final records and yeah, DJ and all that kind of like nerdy audio file stuff. I'm, I'm well into it. So like for me, that was like a real. That's when stuff like that happens when you get these physical things. And you're like, oh wow, this is your. You've made this. This is yours now. Like you've got physical, you've done this, you've got a physical thing, and there's no easy feat. It's like, yeah, right, well, anyone can upload to SoundCloud or Spotify or Apple Music, like it like, costs you like a tenner. It's like you've taken the next step to speed it be um to to be like, yeah, I want to do this. And I, I think I've got enough audience to be able to sell a physical thing for um that isn't just it's like material and, it, and you've you've got actual an actual thing for your fans. I think I think that yeah. I think that's quite stuff like that's always exciting for me. Or um like when you book people's first gigs and, and they like kill it. That, that's like well exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then at the moment working like work, we at the moment it's been a bit quiet. Um again just because there's not a lot you can do. Uh, we're usually usually always at gigs and, and like talking to yeah. people. Uh, but we're working with, with like this um Duo at the minute we can't like release any personal details at the minute because it's not like coming to fruition. They're not sign anything, but it should should go well. Then this they're like um they've actually and so well we with the management kind of side of things we don't always necessarily go for like artists. We do go for like DJs or like producers as well. So we've got this producer duo at the moment that we're working with. Um, I'll send you the stuff like for. And uh, they they're like I'm quite excited to to work with them at the moment because I think there's like a really big future for them, and especially when the the gigs start opening up and everything, they can actually go out and do do stuff. Like I'm really excited for them just as well because I've not we've not really done anything like this for, for a while. It's kind of it almost is like going back to the roots of, of doing like DJ sets, and I'm getting a little bit excited for that. Probably because I've not been out in about a year and a half. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like that that is 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 quite exciting for us because because it, it is quite new it's not just like working with an artist or sending out emails or trying to get them um studio time or anything like that this is just like good old-fashioned producer loves to go out like perform as a dj like yeah great that's well easy to do but it's really fun and it likes mm. it because i haven't done it for a while i'm just i'm looking i'm really looking forward to that personally
no, it's, I'm sound like you guys have got some really exciting things coming in the pipeline. It's a shame, I guess, the music industry has been really hit by Corona. Obviously, you don't even think about those things that people, you only think about necessarily, or I have, for the most part, I only thought about big artists and their ability to not be able to perform and go on tour. But, you know, mm. you don't think about maybe the smaller artists who really heavily rely on being able to gig um, and go from place to place. Uh, so, yeah, we, I'm sure it'd be very interesting for the music scene or very exciting, shall I say, when they mm. can start getting back to it as well. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm, I'm really, uh, I think that is quite an underrated part of being a performer. It's like, oh, an artist is performing. Mm-hmm. Just for like building fans, even if you're doing it like locally, a hundred local fans is, is definitely definitely more beneficial than, you know, 50 that are all scattered across the world. If you can get like a, a good local sort of base built up at the start. Um, yeah. You do, you do miss that when when you can't perform you, you need to go out and like perform it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to just like plug yourself and when you, you you're not really doing anything else yeah no i get that well yeah fingers crossed we can all go back to it soon um uh so yeah or go back um, to touring well that's what hopefully they're saying they're doing festivals in the summer yeah Demi, are you touring i'm not touring i'm saying that people oh, okay. who are artists yeah. can go back to touring um, <laughs> uh, uh, no, nah, not me touring, not me personally. Uh, if I was okay. touring, you know, by you know, you'd be on the tour bus with me. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that's very, that's pretty me off, but yeah, hopefully, people can go back to uh, touring and uh, gigging soon. Um, so yeah. Next topic um, for today, I uh, wanted to discuss the Grammys, which I believe happened last weekend or yeah. just the other week gone. Um, I think, again, the Grammys just keep doing everything they can to lose their legitimacy with me, man, because, again, it seems like a few mistakes were made. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, do we need... To, I guess my first question is, do we need to stop giving these award shows the clout that they have and the hold? That they have because they're just so prestigious. I'm I'm conflicted on this because I, I do get it and I get like it's it's so weirdly subjective, isn't it? To to make a mm. like how can you really quantify what what song is better than the other song unless you do purely put it down to like this song sold more than this song and then in that case then it's like uh, Adele's better than Purple Black Prince. It's kind of doesn't make sense, <laughs> but. Um, again, like they're not a bad artist. It's just different, isn't it? So you can't really compare mm. it. But on the flip side of it, I do love the Grammys, and I do love. I, I do kind of like the prestigiousness of it, and, and I do like the. Maybe it's because I secretly just want to win one for like engineering or something, and, and that's, what's, <laughs> that's what's keeping me going. But um, yeah, I, I kind of I do get it, and there, there have been in the past as well. There have been some like absolute, just awful decisions, and just yeah, way like okay that. Probably should have gone to like that artist, but I think they. I don't know. I, I like the Grammys, but I, I can't see why people don't like them. Mm. It's because for artists, I mean, there's, the, there's the incentive that they get the, um, you know, your 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 fee essentially goes up. So if you ask somebody to, if you if somebody asks you, hi, could you, I don't know, engineer this project for me? You mm. know, in the subject line, you can put, yeah. I don't know, Harley <laughs> Grammy Award producing, you know, engineering, you know, engineer. So. I, I, under, I understand why, you know, people put so much credence behind it. But um, what, what, which one did you not feel like you, 
agreed with Demi? Which ones were you like, oh, that's I don't know. I mean, I'm still pretty hung up on the weekend not being nominated at all. Um, I, I just feel like after that decision, it was the year had been, you know, I think it was done for me. And personally, I actually did feel like Dua Lipa should have won. I think it was album of the year. If she not winning? Did she not win any? Nah, wow. not, not anything. I think she won two, but it was in like smaller categories. Obviously, a win's a win. It's a, but dub. Like, I feel, it's a dub. It's a that's a W. Mm. But I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, Taylor Swift is their darling, so I think she took home album of the year. But like, I don't. I think for something to win album of the year, it needs to be in people's consciousness as well. And this is normally when they give Taylor Swift stuff. I get it because you know the girls everywhere. These last two Evermore and Folklore, I was like, I have not heard these make a wave anywhere. And I don't know if that's just because it didn't have radio-friendly hits or she wasn't trying to put out radio-friendly stuff. But this was one of the first times I was like, this didn't really make the noise that it would have made. I was pleased with the awards that certain people got, you know. Um, it was nice to see uh, Megan Megan Stallion get the credit for, you know, and I think the perfect round off to what has been a fantastic year for her. Um, obviously, Beyonce is now the most awarded vocal winner. And then obviously, it's just funny that Blue Ivy's like eight years old and fucking has a Grammy. <laughs> Typical. Does she have two? It is who you know. And when your mum's Beyonce, what the fuck are you going to do? Obviously, you're going to collect them Grammys. Um I don't think she got two. I think she just got the one for uh, Brown Skin Girl uh, being on that song. But, okay, do you know, and to be fair, there were some really nice W's and nice occasions. Um, I think Popsmoke deserved the one, though. I think Popsmoke. Yeah, 100%. Best New Artist, or I'm not sure which one it was, actually. It might have not been Best New Artist. It was just Dior that was nominated. Um, But I think Dior deserved, I think it deserved to win. Because, I mean, in rap in general, it was a bit of a, a drier year. Compared to others, and I, I feel like obviously he died, rest in peace. I still feel like there was a very big impact from that record. Mm. So I, I do think that was a snub in my. They got, life. I think they got uh, best rap album wrong, and I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's a legacy thing, isn't it? Yeah, I was, it was nuts to me that that was Nas's first one, and you know, I think you could even argue he's he's a better work, but. You know, that's his first gram. So it was a legacy thing, but Freddie should have won. We know how we feel yeah, about that. Sure, yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, that, that was a no-brainer to me. And then I can't remember what it was, but, like, even... I'm not even rocking with them that much. Um, I'll tell a lie, but I do like those boys, BTS, and I, I appreciate what they do for... They've done for their scene and what they do. So I thought they deserve some recognition. Put some respect on their name. Shout out to the family. army once again. Then Then again, do you feel like Burner Boy should have got a Grammy for this album? No, not at all. Mm. They just knew no. that they messed up last year. Um, not that they messed up because Anti that won it last year, it was fine, but like oh, the, I'm I, happy, I I'm happy he won it purely on the basis of his artistry. I'm glad he's won mm. it because he's got it out of the way because I feel like he was very um he was very disheartened he didn't win it last time around and that album's a classic. So I feel That's like now now he's got that out of the way, he can go back to making better music because I don't feel like that album was it. And I feel like he was chasing a Grammy rather than actually um putting out his best, you know, best music. So I, I I'm glad he's got that out of the way personally. 
because you can see how much it meant to him, even when he accept, he did his acceptance speech. So, mm. shouts out to him. But then again, I feel like with, with the Grammys, I mean, they have a panel that they nominate for, you know, each category. Um, Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And, and they have like... They have like all the statistics, they have everything that is compiled together to make an actual decision, whether they like the album, whether the album has just been streamed too many times. So when it comes to the hip hop thing, I mean, they ask people from the community in terms of the industry, when I say the community, I mean the industry itself. Mm. They ask them to, to come and show up, but some people feel like they don't want to show up because they're boycotting the Grammys. And then when things like this happen, it's like, I mean, no, to if, be you fair, just, if you just participated in the very beginning, <laughs> they could have got then this you probably right. wouldn't have. You could have got it right, and then if mm. you keep doing it year after year after year, then you would have situations where Pop Smoke could have won. Mm. You have you would have had situations where Nas's album was great, but Freddie Gibbs Alfredo was like even better. Mm. Yeah, so, no, nah, I hear that. I, 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 yeah, to be that's why I'm not that mad at Best Rap Album. Like, they, to be fair, it's a, it's that like what Colin said. It's a legacy one, you know. Um, hold this, you know, you're one of the greatest rappers of all time. We're giving you deserve this. So that's basically what it was. I mean, I just feel like some mistake, uh, some mistakes were made. I, I don't think the weekend, the weekend thing is unforgivable to the point that he's now saying he he never wants his music uh, given to the Grammys, which is a huge loss for them. Because how do you get to this point that you know one of the biggest artists in the world is now saying I don't want my music submitted to them? That's a that's a that's an L to them because he's gonna only put out great and better music. Mm. He's got a f- he's got a few he's got a few um, Grammys already. I think. Am I right? Um, uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah, this was like meant to be his year, man. Yeah, I think he would have won. I do think he would have won record of the year if he'd entered. Hundred percent, absolutely. Uh, just like the whole album, like back to front, just but went in. It was good. It was just such a good album. However, yeah. I did I did really like folklore personally, and I, <laughs> I listened in the corner like, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get at him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight for it. I love I I am like I love I I love really well produced like pop music. All, all my mates love me for this. Like I like Bernie pop music, love it. Like, I don't even I don't even care. I'll fight this corner to the death. Like. <laughs> Folklore, I think, was so good. Really, like, tales, I think, in terms of, of well, musically, yeah, well, it's pretty basic. If you want to get get down to like the ins and outs of it, but just as a, like a product of pure pop music, she is always like killing it. I think, and I think, 
I think it was actually a good album. Um, I was on another podcast uh, like two or three weeks ago, and again, I was talking about the album saying, I feel like I have to defend myself for saying that because people always give you a look when you say, John, I really like Taylor Swift. But no, she, no, I'm not like, hating. I'm she not does hating. put together like a really like well produced pop music, and it just it does work for me. And I think based on, I think it, personally, I think it was better than you were in, in, in terms of how it sounded. Um, and again, it's all subjective, but I just yeah, yeah. I Nah, I hear that. And do you know what? T Swizzle, she's she's normally good in my books. She just did not make she didn't make a sound with these albums. Like she'll always sell well. So you already know she's mm. she's always gonna do like a mi- close to a million first week. Um, even if she doesn't. Go, like, go, to... go on, yeah. So I think if you go back to like the, the panel of like. Of, of the people that are voting, it's generally to meet the criteria. It's generally older people, anyway. So mm. I, I, I am always to the fact that like, Taylor Swift win. It is people's kids making those decisions, and, and like that's what they hear all the time. But like you said, mm. like she has loads of fans, and most of them are going to be teenage girls. Mm. Um, generally speaking, and the Grammy, do you know what I mean like the people who are voting on the Grammys? A lot of people they, mm. they're probably hearing that all the time, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. That's record of the year. That, that's the only reason I think uh, Macklemore won uh, over Kendrick Lamar. It's <laughs> because someone's kids has been like playing thrift shop nonstop. That's a fact. That's the for the year, you know, because they, they ain't heard swimming or they, they ain't heard like swimming pools or. or that's or, a fact. Like, Don't kill my vibe. They've just heard shop was everywhere. Like, like, could not escape the shop. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what? That decision was crazy and still is to me, but I've seen like certain think pieces on it that make it make sense but it, it just not that it can to me but from the wise the words from... of Emmanuel Jabogwe I'm <laughs> hearing it but I'm not oh, hearing yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> the only argument was I guess the argument was that um that album that Macklemore put out was inescapable like yeah you, you know them you... songs um what's that one can't hold you down or whatever. I don't, I can't remember, but I know. Can't, can't hold me. us. Yeah, yeah. At uni, that was a decent song. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hating. You made good music. I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah, I think I actually think we released a uh, like a remix of that on, on SoundCloud back in the day. That, that's how like big it was. We we did a, uh, was, a remix yeah, and we could drop it set. So it's it's been about. It, mm. he, it's a big song. It's and a really big song. I guess I guess what you just want going forward is that you know these these uh, these prestigious awards um, they make the right decisions and sometimes they will get it wrong you know they they definitely will get it wrong at some points but hopefully they get it right more than they get it wrong because this you know this is people's careers in the balance and people are fans of these people you just want to see them get the right decision yeah for sure also honorary mention to Kay Tranada uh, when mm. the boy got two didn't he, he got two, two yeah. Yeah. Thundercat one as well, which is quite a Thundercat yeah. one, which is quite a big. That's um, great. great. I have to them to win because I think they do deserve it. And 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. 100%. You know what? To be fair, that, that's really interesting because Cardi put out a good point. That girl be talking a lot of rubbish, but when when she does say something good, she says something good. And um, it was the fact that, all right, we're all screaming about, you know, the weekend didn't get nominated, but there's a lot of smaller, I don't want to say smaller acts, but acts that might not get the recognition that have been nominated this year and one this year that, you know, we wanted to get recognition for years. Like, you know, to the fact that Kate Trinario has two, that's insane to me because, you know, he's been there since Union. He wasn't particularly that big back then, but it's always nice to see people's uh, growth and progression. 
100%. Demi, did you see um, Dewey's, Dewey's performance? I, I caught a glimpse of it. What are you saying? No, just ask him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it was making uh, some um, some movements on the on the internet. People are very happy with their performance. So I was wondering if you're one of them. You know I'm a fan, man. I stay, <laughs> I stay, I stay up to date. Listen, I'm shit side. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold you. Make your waist like Dua Lipa. I hear it. And if you were onto something, um, what's it? Cardi and Mets performance, I love you, Cardi, but that, that shit was hilarious. There was a point that looked like they were doing up WWE, and I was just yeah, like, nah. it's like a, a robot. Yeah, oh, it was nah, very nah, it, was, it was an interesting, um, I don't know, if I'd been on their team, I might have said, you might want to go back to the drawing board, uh, drawing board on that one. But um, no, nah, either way, it was a, it's a good night. Um, and obviously, there are lots of laughs and like that but again it goes back to the point of what we were saying earlier we just want them to make the right decision so Grammys will be watching closely uh hopefully you know when people are back out again as well we'll see how that impacts the Grammys mm-hmm. and their decisions um and a big album is coming their way with uh CLB so we'll see how they react to that next year um speaking of uh certified lover boy and all things Drake he went he, he went one, two, three on the Billboard Hot 100 with What's Next, Wants and Needs, and Lemon Pepper Freestyle. I, to be honest, I'm shocked at how well Lemon Pepper tried because that's a, a six-minute song of him just ranting, basically. But um, all the that is... <laughs> his dominance is just out of this world because I will even say, in his catalogue, these aren't even top, close to top-tier songs. At this point, Drake is, Mc, Drake, Drake is McDonald's and anything he says will just... Mm. I have a hot take for Go that for song, it. Lemon Pepper Beast. I have a hot take. I think that song was was made to slander Pusha T. The whole thing? Yeah. I think it was done to, because we've never really heard Drake talk this luxurious talk. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying like sometimes it's like it. yeah I've done this I go to the like he's he's talking small small stuff but he's never said mm. luxurious talk like this ever and it's put Rick Ross in the beginning Ooh. like I, I think this was just to say that push the T I'm actually better than you in every single way you could possibly think I think that was the, that was the main purpose of the song Thing is, you know what? Push you can't talk to Pusha T because I just don't feel like he'd be bothered by this. I know what you're saying, yeah. and so, sometimes he, he's trying to stunt, but Pusha's not going to care. He put him in a casket, so as, as far as far as he's concerned, his work here is done. Pusha's yeah, undefeated. Pusha won it, didn't it? It's nothing. Like, Definitely, doesn't it? Well, how how do you, you come back from that? You, I just, I don't know how you come back from that. It's like in, in the group chat. When- you you'd sort of do like a joke and then your boy absolutely rinses you afterwards it's like you just <laughs> not reply and leave it on there because there's just nothing man. else you can do yeah, you gotta man. hold it <laughs> you gotta hold it yeah. but this is he is a juggernaut like he cannot be stopped at this point it's, it's like insane MJ, MJ levels it, it just yeah insane it's, it's, it's insane. stuff that it's we haven't seen before stuff. yeah but then, 100% but then also I think maybe the reason why he's been like that EP that he put out Scary Hours 2 mm. I think the reason why it's been successful is because everyone's back inside again maybe that everyone's people are back just inside again for new music and 
people, they want to hear something where it's like, they want to go outside, but at the same time, because, well, there was the other two songs. There was the Lemon Pepper Freestyle, and then there was the one with um, My My Little Baby. Uh, Little Baby. Those two songs, mm. you could pretty much listen to them when you're inside the house. Mm. But then also the first track, and then Little Baby, I forgot the name, the names of the songs, but the first track and Little Baby. Song, <laughs> you can listen to them when you're in the club as well. The only song that you can't listen to when you're in the club is Lemon Pepper Freestyle. But the way, the way like it's done, three songs, three tracks, you could listen to them when you're outside, but you could, but you could definitely listen to them when you're inside. And I think it's three tracks, you can listen to them, you can listen to them over and over again. Now they've sold what, 970,000 units collectively. Insane. And then also they're the top three. One, two, three. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's just like mm. people want to go outside, but Drake is producing songs where you can listen to outside or inside, and that's that's what that's always been ways. Yeah, that's his peak. But that's what he's always yeah. been good at. Like he's always really adapted. I think that's why he's been on top the last it's 10 years. I don't see anyone taking his 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 place now. Like he it's solidified. The boy could say the word the at this point on the track and that's it it's going number one just because he did that if we done that poopy scoop that um Kanye did we'd be looking at a, a top 10 single it's it's insane <laughs> <laughs> just so he's he, he's solidified in my opinion I think a moment like this does that as well I've never seen anything like that I, like I'm actually thinking his whole album could take up the top 10 when it comes out like if he can do this yeah. with an EP didn't I Views do that? I think Views did that video as well. I think those yeah, were like quite yeah, a few yeah, Views. Yeah. And I want to say Scorpion even did a little set. Like seven out of the top ten was songs from Scorpion. It's so, ridiculous, man. Yeah, no, nah, his, his power is insane. I, I don't know what the album's going to look like, but... If you I guess you can that, attribute it. You can kind of attribute it a bit to like, you know, a bit of a, a drought as well. There's not many big hitters dropping music right mm. now. So in essence, it's almost a free run. There's songs that have been on the top 10 that have been there for, I mean, what, Blinding Lights has been there for how long? <laughs> a year? So a year. I think I think it was perfect timing as well, on top mm. of everything, because they there's nobody to get really... that driver's license song out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, to, to this day, I've not heard it, but it's been number one for how long? I can't escape that song, because they play, when we're working from home, they play the radio, and that song always comes on. I'm like, it's I. But what the fuck is this doing at number one for eight weeks? Crazy. I, I, I don't know, man. She's She's got Disney in her corner, so that explains it, but nah. But, you know, again, uh, credit to Drake. We're fans of his work, so more power to him. Um, interested to see what the album has in store as well. I don't think... The thing I'm interested in is I don't feel like Scary Hours gave an indication onto what sort of sound he's going to give as well. So I'm interested to see what happens going forward. All right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he does, like, because what he's releasing really is, like, it's high catalog. It's so eclectic. It could exactly, be anything, yeah. but, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm very excited. Um, can someone remind me of the fourth topic? Um, it can is. Yes. Yes, Kanye's net worth. Insane. Hmm, I'm skeptical. I don't know if I believe it. That, that's my, that's my, I, I think it's a bit like, you know, like Donald Trump had that famous quote, it's like, my life is however I feel on that day. I feel like 
I feel like that's what Kanye does. It's like one day I'm in debt and then the next day I'm worth six point six billion dollars. You can't include those numbers. That's a lot. Well, who's who's verified this? Where's it coming from? Because, for example, Dr. J, we know he's a billionaire because he literally did a big, massive deal with Apple Music. Mm. We know he's made a billion. Same with same with Diddy. He had a big. He's had loads of. You could sort of yeah okay. And they all, that's all like and Jay Z as well. They were like near one billion. I don't know how mm. Kanye would be six times, maybe seven times more than that without any that like, is- like the Yeezys ain't popping off that much. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? There's there's not that big. It, it has. It could. It has to be. That's the only thing I can attribute to it. Really, it has to be the Yeezys and I, his collaboration mm. with Adidas. Well, the, the last job wasn't for ages anyway. I, I can't. I just. Can't, I feel like it's not true. I just feel like. Maybe that's just the, the pessimist to me, but I feel like <laughs> he's just he's just being he's being Kanye. He's going through the divorce. He's like, oh, my wife just left me. I'm going to tell everyone I worth seven billion dollars. That, that's that's it. Just make myself feel better. What was going to act different after finding that out? That's for sure. Um, in in terms of in terms of him being worth six billion dollars, and then the next day he's worth one point eight. Like, I thought that was trash. Whoever was doing it, taking it, you can't make it up. Like that's that's a piss take. Can you imagine? Are you like, if you, it, oh yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's worth six point six billion already. I think. Mm. But then again, during this COVID time, several millionaires, billionaires have ex- have exponentially grown their uh, wealth, their net worth, by a tremendous amount. So him being worth by Six six point six billion. I could see it, but not right now. Not right mm. now. Um, him being worth maybe three billion. Yeah, maybe I could believe that. Not, yeah, not yeah, yeah. not, not six point six billion. I mean, the Yeezy, the Yeezys itself has done. I mean, his collaboration with um, Adidas brand is done in ex- that a stupendous amount of money in terms of. Um, sales and also hype culture as well like mm. the sneaker hype itself it's, it's done a lot because every time they do well majority of the products that release not so much now but majority of the products that release i would say 90 percent of them sold out immediately whenever mm. there's a collaboration so in terms of getting the profits um straight away i mean they're, they're doing very well adidas and both easy brand him now collaborating with um, Gap as well for the clothing. Um, him trying to make some cheap clothing already. I think the 6.6 is a projection of what he could possibly be worth. Not currently at the moment, but three point, I'll say 3.2. 3.2 is probably worth that right now. But mm. to then turn around and say that he's worth 6.6 billion in the midst of his divorce, it's too much of whoever, a jump. Whoever did that, whoever did that, I think they just wanted the Kardashian clan, the Kardashian Jenner clan, just to go crazy and say, "Listen, we're going to take half of that." <laughs> it's too, it's too much of a, it's too much of a jump from um, that article that came out last year, the uh, the Forbes article, because I read that article and I think that the figures make sense because the majority of his his worth comes from. Um, let's say if he was to sell his Easy Black brand as a whole, he would get the vast majority of his, his 1.3 billion would have come from that, and that makes perfect mm. sense. But I think in for your brand in order to for it to grow, what an extra five billion in 
in 12 months is is, is yeah. it's not it's not, it's but not to be, i'm not to be fair but he was saying um he thinks it's estimated as being higher that his net worth but then mm. he's got to be out of debt then by now like i, oh, I don't I mean, know how he's not in debt he's not in debt he might have debt i think people have a wrong wrong conception of the word debt he might have debt because you can have debt and not be in debt if that makes sense you mm. can have a portion of your money that's funded by like loans and um like like um for example that's what happened to him but you can still have an, a, a multi-million dollar business making loads of money on the side so he's not in debt mm. anymore i doubt he would be but you can still hold you can, you can still hold debt if that makes sense mm. so collins you're saying pretty much um a net worth can't really grow in such an exponential amount within a certain amount of time so from one point from 1.3 billion to 6 billion within two years it can't really happen i think it's i think it's quite unrealistic mm. especially yeah, if you're we had, money yeah so that yeah. conversation we had about that certain company yeah his is that situation is slightly different because of what he's selling so if you take like elon musk and like uh, tesla and what they're doing is slightly different because that's like you're selling cars and that the markup is you know it's ludicrous Whereas the shoes and like fashion, I think it's harder for it to grow that much in a small period of time. Yeah, the gap, the gap, deal, really. the gap deal helps. I think the gap deal can easily be another bill if I'm keeping mm. it a buck. Yeah. But I don't see, I don't see it being an extra like four or five billion. That, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me personally. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, uh, it's interesting. I'm, yeah, to go from one billion to six point six in 12 months especially in the industry that he's trying to do that in i'm just i'm not buying it if i, I guess if you're comparing it to elon what elon sells and what elon's in, involved in if that has a really good year that could you know that could really change his projection whereas i don't see what kanye sells or pushes as being something that can go from you know being <laughs> taking something from 1.1 billion to 6.6 i just don't see that industry being able to do that no matter how good a year they have really in the space of 12 months as well nah yeah i think elon's well elon's world isn't it's based on the price of uh tesla isn't it yeah you can like see the increase in that whereas kanye is not a company there's no like big there's no like kanye incorporated that's publicly traded where people can buy it and make him worth that much. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I think it, it would be hard unless it, again, unless it's getting like multi-billion dollar deals on like two or three different places. Mm. That we don't know about. I'm, I'm just watching Tesla. Very the difference between is, is like mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm just watching Tesla very, very closely. <laughs> but um, right, well, yeah, no, that that whole that whole. That's the, whoever did that is you just wanted to be messy. Like you can't, you can't. Do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you tell everybody, yeah. you see that guy over there, fam, he's worth the bag. And then tomorrow he ain't worth nothing. Like don't do that. <laughs> you can't. I know he's in the house screaming, jumping on sofas at Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, but he has his accountants, he has his financial advisors, you know, solicitors, attorneys, so on and so forth that can actually confirm with him. Like what is that? So who who brought that out? Was it Forbes themselves? I, I don't know who it was did another, that. It I was think... another publication, and then Forbes debunked it. I'm not sure. Oh, who, okay. I'm not yeah, sure who I know Forbes do their research when they tried to take that shit away from Kylie. <laughs> it was painful. Kylie woke up and she weren't a billionaire. 
Paul said that that family been lying. Mm. We'll, we'll see. Um, all right. So final topic for today: uh, Disney or Marvel? Disney Marvel has released their latest TV show, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which will be keeping us entertained for the next, uh, I believe, five weeks. The first episode came out yesterday, so I understand if you guys haven't had enough time to watch it, but um, I was impressed with what I saw. I must say. I've just finished watching one division, so I've definitely not seen the uh, when when I watched it yet. But um, and look, I'm planning on watching it today. It does look good, but usually I like to wait until they all come out and then I can watch it in a big block. Smart, yeah. yeah. I can't. Yeah. Do you know, what? I do kind of wish I did that with one division. I think yeah. the the I more really I sit, that with one division. The first three episodes, that's like, what the hell is going on here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it with one division. Like, just stick with it. Oh, see the when thing is, with, that. yeah, week on week. I've, do you know the more I'm sat here with one division, the more I get disappointed. I'm like, there was such a missed opportunity, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, what, Iman? What are you saying? You're entitled to your own opinion, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm gonna make it clear. It's a, it's a, it was a good show. I just feel disappointed with some of the stuff that happened. But I digress. So, Cole, I'm assuming you've watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I have. I watched it yesterday. Um, without giving away any spoilers, I agree. I thought it was good. I thought um, it's quite personal. They take, take it. It's quite a slower episode, but they're mm. out the characters in ways we haven't seen before. And I feel like it'll be interesting to see if Disney tackles some of the issues that would come with Sam trying to become Captain America. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, obviously, because it will tie into so many issues that America already have. So I'm curious to see if Disney will actually go there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I hear that. I'm happy so far, though. That was a really good episode. It was. Opinion. And I think it was a perfect balance of action and story. So obviously, uh, you've all got a really good action scene to look forward to at the start of the episode. But the stories that they tried to tell, and I like this sort of stuff because it's, it's Marvel on the ground. It's like... This is, these people are still people at the end of the day. There's, there's shit they want to do. There's the stuff they need to get done, which makes a really interesting TV. Like, I've, I've, I'm really pleased that Marvel didn't just ignore the fact that the blip happened and they're answering questions. You know, the, if that did happen, um, mm-hmm. the, if half the population went away and then came back, um, you know, there'd be shit that would uh, really be impacted. So it's interesting to see how they dealt with how people have dealt with that emotionally, um, how that's affected business. So, yeah, I'm interested to see the, the direction they go in with this. I think this could be one of the best things they've done if pulled off right. Yeah, I think I quite, yeah. I quite, I quite like they touched upon that. Like, again, I can't talk about one division, which is what I've seen, but they, they kind of like briefly touched on that there. And I, I, quite, I did quite like that. Like, oh, it's not just this happened and now everyone's back and it's just normal so they actually mm. show people like panicking and all of that so I thought that's like a good idea to at least take especially for the, the stuff that like movies like yeah you can't sit in a two hour two and a half hour movie and expect to see all the timing of details where with the TV shows I think it's quite a good idea that they can take it a bit slower they can show you bits that yeah. you just wouldn't be bothered to see that they're getting cut from a movie yeah 100% it's just nice to see these I don't want to say smaller characters but these characters who have been and more side roles in the in the films actually get their stories fleshed out. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I I think um, I'm happy for Anthony Mackie actually because I think he's been a really good actor. 
and he's been around 100%. for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, going back to eight. Yeah, going, yeah, he's a good guy. Going back to eight mile, he's been around, and he's, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> this could be his. This I don't want to say it could be his break, but you know, everyone needs that like one thing um, that really propels them. I think this could be that thing that does that for him. I think a lot of people are about to fall in love with him as a person um, and just really enjoy the work that he's putting out. So, yeah, I'm happy about that as well. But again, yeah, I think it's, it's cool because um, I think, that, again, well, what you touched upon earlier as well, of like introducing him this way, because I think they did, they did kind of hint at the last Avengers, didn't they, that he might become the next Captain America. Mm. So I think if you like lose mm. him into that, because like, comic book plans are a bit weird slash racist anyway. So I feel like if you <laughs> just so... <laughs> Suddenly, customer for the normal average, but you know, they'll get like loads of backlash if suddenly they've just made Captain America black and they're like, oh, social PC culture, all of that rubbish. Whereas, like, at least, at least with this, people who would have that response could be like eased, in, uh, eased into it, and then it's not such a big shock. Yeah, to them, like, I know, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, don't, I think that's an absolute awful reason to, to not like a character, but. I feel yeah, like it does happen. people are going to have that, like, it happens. Yeah. It? I think they made a big thing about it when um, in the Fantastic Four when um, Human Torch was black. Michael B. Uh, Jordan. Michael uh, B. Jordan. Yeah, they made Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, they, like, they made a big thing about that. And I was like, the guy can literally in turn himself on fire and you're worried about his skin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that do? It makes sense to you. Like, what's going on? That's hilarious. These guys be worrying about the wrong things, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, no, like, too much time on your hands, right? Like, for real, this, this is what people want to be annoyed. Speaking of too much time on the hands, just I guess before we close and go on to the music section, um, uh, Justice League, what were you saying? We're watching it four hours, <laughs> yeah, it's too much, time. <laughs> bro. My life's like, back. <laughs> the first one worked, didn't show me, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard the reviews, innit? I've heard the reviews, and they've good, all man. said I'm that sorry. they they've all said that pretty much it is it's a complete body of work. It's not chopped up, like it's not funny here, like fake satire here. Like it's a complete <laughs> body of work. So when you see it start to finish, it's proper. I think what they should have done was just do a part one, part two. Yeah, four hours yeah. is too think, long, bro. Yeah. yeah, four hours is way too long. But part one and a part two, I think, would have at least it, it just would have just given, but you know what? That was always the plan. It was meant to be two films, it was meant to be Justice League Part One and Justice League Part Two. God knows what Joss Whedon was on when that when he was trying to put that film together. Car that, <laughs> that film is bad. Um. But I'm interested to see what was actually Zack Snyder's vision. Um, and people are enjoying it. I'm inter- The thing I'm really interested in is, obviously, Batman v Superman wasn't good, but people are really enjoying this. So I think it's a possibility that he's learned from his mistakes and he's, he's going to give a better body of work, basically. And it'll be nice to see his vision um, all in one place, nicely wrapped up, even if it is four hours long and the aspect ratio is going to piss me off because it looks like it was filmed on a night in the 90s I, I don't get it but again 
He will see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll discuss it and in a month when we've actually watched it because <laughs> I don't even know for how I'm going to find the time to watch this movie, bro. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it tonight, man. I'll, I'll, I'll try to get it in today. I'm not doing anything. I'm going to go for my one legal allowed walk and then I'll go from there and see what's up. Wow. <laughs> 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 Bam, you have to get that walk in, man. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so, to end the show, obviously, boys, give us your music selection for this week. Cool, cool, cool. I don't even know what mine is. Um, damn, 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 damn. Um, Go on. My choice is from a Brighton rapper by the name of RD. I came across this song on um, Grand Daily. Sometimes I just click on something, I'll be, you know, because you can't find music that way, and I was really impressed. Um, if he gets the right team behind him, could be looking at another industry plant because he kind of reminds me of H. I don't want to compare that because they kind of look alike, but um, the song is good. 6 a.m. in Brighton. Um, it's a good freestyle. Check out the video as well on Grand Daily. It's approaching nearly 500k views, and I'd imagine it'll touch a mil probably by the end of the month. So I'm happy to be able to say I was one of the first that got in there as well. So yeah, now. Nah, he looks like he could be on to big things. So RD 6 a.m. in Brian. Cool, great. I'll add that. Mine is called Monogram by One Ason and a guy called Wave, I think. Uh, the song's mm. hard. The song's hard. That's all I gotta say. The song is hard. My song is from Coming to America. Um, say a word. Mothers. <laughs> <laughs> you watched the film? Yeah, I've watched the film. Oh, I didn't think it, I didn't think it was that bad. Personally, I thought it was alright. It's just like a it's a bit corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had its moments, but it was alright. It was alright, man. If you came with the film, if you came to watch the film knowing it's going to be corny, then you had a good time. That's a fact. Came with a high expectation, then. Mm, yeah. I didn't really like one. I've never really liked one. I always thought it was a bit weird anyway. So I was no, I was in no rush to watch two. But, uh, see I'm what I'm saying, whole... Collins. You see what I'm saying? People <laughs> were born in 95. It was like an African accent. It just weren't good, man. <laughs> but that, that was me. That was me. Maybe it's because <laughs> I was born in 995. I'm a fanboy. I, I love it. First Eddie Murphy film, that's a good yeah. question. But probably not uh, Nutty Professor or um, Doctor Doolittle. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> um, go on, man. What's the what's the song? Uh, techno Waka Waka, yeah, okay. Songs vibes, yeah. I'm just no thinking of Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Harley. What's your choice? If you um, I will do "Love Your Life" by Marron T. Perfect. All right. Oh well, no, hold on. Can I change the song? Can I change the song? Can I change the song? You know you can. <laughs> What's this? Imagine if uh, I've been like, no. <laughs> Techno, te- te- yeah. Listen, that song actually bangs. Just actual vibes here. But I was listening to this song this morning, and it's Big Sean, Kanye West, uh, Marvin Gaye, Chardonnay. That song brought me memories. 
Even that though that song's old yet, but it's a good song, so I'll put nah, that instead. You sometimes you have to throw it back. I respect that. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Um, all right, so Maiden Chafford podcast, episode 79. Uh, yes, another one in the books. Harley, thank you for inviting us. So, um, inviting us on. Thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> thank you for coming thank on the podcast. Appreciate it. <laughs> can you tell the people where they can find you online? Yeah, sure. You can find uh, anything to do with abstract recordings. Uh, it's literally at abstract recordings on everything except Twitter. But we don't really use Twitter anyway. So uh, on Twitter, it's like abstract recordings underscore. So. Find yeah. us out. Keep in keep keep in touch. We're we're all very active on it, and you know, if you want to hear some good music coming out, that's the place to find. Yeah, that's Amazing. the place to go, people. Um, yeah, no, another one in the books. Until next time, take care. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com